listening to a PK Olawale sermon. Prepare to be blessed. The Bible says the eyes of them that look unto him, it gave them their meat in due season. Now, I have never seen anyone look unto Jesus and live ashamed. John chapter 5, Jesus went to, the Bible talks about a pool. The pool is called the pool of Siloam. I'm trying to give us a reason for being here tonight. And brethren, whenever Jesus shows up to someone and picks out the person in the midst and out of the crowd, it's because there's something about the person that others don't have. I don't want that to be your lot tonight and over this weekend. Jesus went to the guy, the Bible says in the pool that several people deformed, blame, sick, all manners of infirmities, waiting for the stain of the water. And scripture records that Jesus went to this one guy who had been had this infirmity for 38 years. Now please carefully listen carefully. Jesus didn't go to him because he's been long in his situation. Now, see the truth is this. A lot of people die in their situation. Jesus didn't go to him because, oh, you know, God is sentimental sometimes. You've been in this problem, I've been around and over your life for so long. You are due for rescue. There's nothing like that in scripture. God is committed to his word. He's not committed to emotions. Bring it down a bit. The reason Jesus picked out that guy was one, just one reason. Jesus asked him, would you be made whole? He said, sir, unlike other people here who have men that can still move them, me, I have no more man. If God doesn't show up, then that's the end for me. That was the only reason Jesus went to him. If you still have a man, you don't need Jesus. If someone can still move you, if all you are looking to for, for or towards rather, it's the uncle, the government, somebody somewhere, you still have a man. Um, enjoy the gathering, but I don't think you will meet with the Lord tonight. Seta. I got no man. Jesus knew the man who didn't have a man. So God is the only one that can show up. And Jesus said, no problem. Can you imagine? Jesus told him, carry your whatever and go home. And he left. (laughs) And nobody asked him, what happened to you? Because the truth is this, everybody in that place will have been dismissed of their sickness. If only they said, bros, Presido, you've been here for long. What happened to you? Said, that man healed me. Do you know if all of them said to Jesus, sir, me too. 
Me too. That place will be empty. So there are two points of contact tonight. Possible contact. Number one, when you have no man. So only if God doesn't show up, that's it. Then number two, okay, it's possible you still have a man, but God shows up for someone who doesn't have a man. And you tell Jesus, Lord, me, me too. But brother, the eyes of them that look unto him, unto Jesus alone. You know, we have secret pains, things we can't share, struggles that have been around for so long. Well, what is it in you that is making you like little girls when they are women, you are married, but there's a pull towards little girls? It's the devil. And you can't tell anyone and God wants to set you free, but the eyes of them that look unto, unto him. And brethren, one cry I know Jesus has never, ever ignored is, Lord, help me. Lord, help me. You know when words fail you and there's nothing else to say? Lord, help me. If you don't, that's all. No one can. Those sincere cries, he doesn't ignore. But please, there must be some reverence in your heart towards this God. Jesus is not a tool. Jesus is not a healer, first of all. He's not... A deliverer, first of all. No. Jesus is your lover, first of all. He brought you into a relationship with you. Can we just rise for a minute or two and just worship him from the depth of our hearts? Now, this worship is not because we want him to do stuff. This worship is just because, Lord, if, if all days left of my life is to thank you for what you've done already. I don't think it will suffice. But here I'm just here to say I sing praises to your name. I sing praises to your name. Oh, your name is great and great. 
Father, we thank you tonight. Thank you so much. Being numbered in the land of the living today is purely your mercies. Grace that enabled us to live above our capacity is your mercy, Lord. The help that only you can give. Lord, you don't just have our back for some moments and days. You have our back forever. Lord, we sleep well because you don't. We thank you. Holy Spirit, honor Jesus here this weekend, Lord. I, I can't introduce you enough, so I need you to introduce yourself to folks, Lord. The Lord, someone will begin to know you as a person and have you as a friend from today. Amen. We command walls broken down. Amen. Everyone that has been confined in their mind, in their hearts, in their understanding, and in any form physically, we command those confining walls of limitation to come down. Amen. Do what only you can do. Praise goes to you, my King. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Somebody give the Lord a loud shout of hallelujah. Amen. Come on, Christ Church. Let's give a Christ noise. Shout hallelujah. hallelujah. You may be seated in his holy presence. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. I am a noisy person, so just just make noise for this weekend. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. The sounds of rejoicing will not cease in your tabernacle. Amen. The Lord God Almighty will establish you. Amen. You end this year better than you started it. Amen. In the name of Jesus, what you need will begin to need you. Amen. What you are looking for will look for you. Amen. God will make ways for you. Amen. will open doors to you. May the Lord dig a well of hunger for himself inside of your heart. In Jesus' mighty name. Come on, a radical amen, someone. Hallelujah. Now, this topic is pregnant. But tonight we are going to pray, do a lot of praying. Now, let me say this. Prayer is not an instrument or a tool with which you twist God's arm to do what he didn't promise to do. Prayer is you just cooperating with God. So in other words, if you don't pray on what he has promised, you won't have an answer. Okay? Um, the Bible says you ask and you do not receive for one reason. Because you ask amiss. In the name of Jesus Christ, you do not miss your target. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. I, 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 to the glory of God, I've seen about five, six people come back to life dead. But you see, you hear the five, six, you don't know the number that, are, that failed. 
In other words, the one that I prayed for that didn't even, in fact, if they were dead before, after prayer, they, be, they became deader. <laughs> you don't hear that number. That one is in the, in the tens, very many. All right? But you hear the five and six, ah, they came back to life. But there are several failures. What I'm saying is not failure so much of God's will. The one that came back is because God wanted them to. And it is will for them to. Do you understand? Uh-huh. So when your um, action meets an opportunity, then you have a divine result. Okay? So when there's an opportunity and there's no action on your part, God does nothing. Hmm? God does nothing. So this weekend, I don't know, let's, I pray in the name of Jesus, will not be overfed. This topic, <laughs> we can go on for two weeks. But we try to cram everything together. Walking and understanding and walking in dominion. Amen. Genesis and chapter number one. Thank you, Pastor, for having me. Um, Pastor Ayo and Pastor Mrs. Ayo, the general himself. <laughs> I see a lot of my friends around. This babe, so this is where you are. Uh, <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. Open your Bible with me. We're going to pray tonight. Now, do you know what I'm trusting the Lord for tonight? That just by virtue, the Bible says, and they cried unto him in, his, in the affliction, and the Lord sent his word. The word saved them and delivered them from their destruction. Truth be told, if the word of God can help you, nobody can. Um, I think we've just been accustomed to having somebody do it on God's behalf. Remember, God has done it already and finished it. Uh, but because we don't know how to access what he has done, we have to wait for some PK somewhere, somebody somewhere to come do it. The greatest deliverance, the greatest help you can have is the one that you receive yourself by virtue of hearing the word of God. And next time, whenever anything shows up again, you know how to tell that thing to get out of here because it was not given to you. Do you understand it wasn't some man or God that impacted it. It's you receive it by the word. So if he shows up again, you know the word to go back to and tell you you don't belong here. Hallelujah. It is such a beautiful thing, brethren. So I'm trusting the Lord tonight that while, we're, while this is going on, so in some way, your, your inner man will become angry with some situations. In other words, your spirit will become angry with sicknesses, infirmities, um, situations that wouldn't change. And before you know it, without prayers, they will take the exit in Jesus' name. I, like I said again, a radical amen. amen. An amen that will not allow your neighbor to sleep. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. All right, then. So let's go. First, Genesis and chapter number one. That's the text of, for this weekend. And the weekend will not be enough to do justice, but we'll do to the extent the Lord will help us. Hallelujah. Amen. I was praying this night, and I saw some door that um, was locked, and it looked like it looked like one old door, but solid wood, very heavy. Reminds me of those kind of gates they used to have when I was young. I can't remember what. Anyway, in England, um, but suddenly I was singing and worshiping and something, and suddenly, without anyone knocking, touching the door. I looked back and the door wasn't there again. The space where the door was is still there, 
but the door itself had just disappeared. It wasn't not that he opened the door and he stood there, like I didn't see the door anymore. He just saw a space, a gap. Hallelujah. God, who, I'm telling you, the Lord will make ways Amen. to the glory of his name. Amen. Satan is shaking in his boots already, I'm telling you. <laughs> glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. Where is the keyboard? This is? I just go and say that. Yeah, my co-preacher. Just be playing anything. God bless you. I love your mask. <laughs> That's a new thing now. You don't love shirts anymore. It's your mask. <laughs> Genesis and chapter number one. To the glory of God. Yeah. Are you are you with me, guys? Let's run. Genesis 1, let's start from 26 to 28. Genesis 1, 26 to 28. We're going to read. The Bible says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, of birds of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Run, 28. Um, well, okay, 27. So, thank you, 27. Back up. Thank you. So, God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Okay, for those of you that say it was man that was created first. Then God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Keep verse 28 there. Now, there's always, I hear a lot of folks say, well, um, why, I ask folks, why did God create you? He said, I'm created to worship God. God did not create you to worship him. That's not the reason he created you. If it is worship, you can't do it as the way the angels do it. All right? God didn't create us to worship. Simple mandate. Still in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, says, let us make man in our image and let them have Dominion. So God created you to have dominion. Dominion over what? Talks about fish in the sea, talks about water, talks about both of the air, talks about the airspace, then talks about everything that creeps on the earth, everything called earth. We are to have dominion. Why would God need man to have dominion? Now, please, I need you to see clearly what the Bible says um, in verse 26. The Bible says, God said, let us make man and let them have dominion. Now, God did not share in that dominion. Listen carefully, please. God did not share in that dominion. God's job stops in creating man. There was a line. So God creates, as it were, drew an imaginary line. Our job, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, is to create man. All right? Now, the dominion he's going to have on the earth is his only we don't have it. God did not say, let us make man in our image and let us, along with them, have dominion. And that's where we, we miss it a little bit, but it's still much more. God did not say, I say it again, God did not say, let us make man in our image and let us and them have dominion. God doesn't have that dominion. By design, he did not, he did not put himself in the matrix to have dominion on the earth. He gave it exclusively to man. 
God doesn't share in it. Now, if he shares in it, then man will not be his extension. And there is a reason he created man and he didn't put man in heaven. Angels can be in heaven with him, the nature, because they are not created in his image. Because once you are created in God's image, it is suggested that you must of necessity have a territory you rule over. Because the nature of God is rulership. So God can put himself and himself in heaven. So if he creates anything in his image, he must give that image something to rule over. And that's it. Now there's a difference between rulership and ownership. Stay with me. There's a difference between rulership and ownership. God did not give ownership of the earth to man. He gave rulership of the earth to man. The earth will still be the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and everything that is therein. But the Bible says the heavens, even the heavens belong to our God, but the earth is given to the children of men. Now it's in rulership, not ownership. Because if it was rulership, if it was ownership, brethren, um, it simply means, ladies and gentlemen, that when man lost the authority to the devil, the devil would have been the owner of the earth. But at no time, at no time, had God ever given the ownership of the earth to anyone. It's like you owning the company and you hire an MD to run it. You listening? Now, please listen carefully here. So God says, rule over everything. And one of the things, one of the ways you are going to rule, keep having children. <laughs> oh, yeah. So be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth and subdue it. Please don't go and use me to tell your spouse. You heard what Pastor said. Now we need more kids. That's not <laughs> right. But brethren, the Bible talks about the entire earth. Please stay with me. I'm taking you somewhere. So God says everything on the earth. Now, the earth usually spoken about by God in three dimensions. Talks about fish, which is the water. Talks about bird, which is the air. Then talks about the ground itself, which we call the earth. But everything is earth, but this is ground. Do you understand? So it talks about, um, so there will be powers in the water. There will be powers in the air, but there will be powers on the ground. But God says, all of them I put under you. Now, please listen carefully. So since then, man became ruler of the earth. Everything God created that was on the earth, God gave man the right to name them. Because he's, he's the one that will be ruling over them. And one of the ways you can establish authority, <laughs> my mind is going somewhere else now. One of the ways you can establish authority over a living thing is to name the thing. That's why some names in Africa has to be changed. <laughs> now I'm serious. Why do you think man till tomorrow will remain connected with God? The Bible says, male and female created he them and he called their name Adam. 
Genesis 5, 1, 2. It was God who named mankind. Let's, let's not go further. Now, let's stay back on track. And so, God says, sir, earth, everything, you are in charge. Nothing is shifting. You are in control. But brethren, I, you see something further in chapter number 2 that uh, kind of baffles you a little bit. Open to chapter number 2 of Genesis. Genesis 2. Genesis 2. Let's start from verse number 8. Genesis 2 verse 8. Quickly. After verse 8, you take a leap to verse number 15 and stop at verse number 17. Genesis 2.8, first of all. Genesis 2.8. Thank you, bros. Go faster a bit. Then the Lord planted a garden eastward in Eden. And there he put the man whom he had formed. Now, go to verse number 15. Then the Lord, then the Lord took the man whom he had, then the Lord took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend and keep it. Keep going. 16, run, run, my brother. And the Lord God commanded the man saying, of every tree. Now, excuse me, sir. This is very interesting. You make me ruler of the earth. Yeah, you are now making something or there's something you are now putting on the earth and you are making the thing as it were forbidden for me. How can I rule the earth when something on earth is out of my control? Are we together? Stay with me, please. So the Lord commanded the man and said, of every tree of the garden you may freely eat. Keep going. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. Now, brethren, listen carefully. So God says, every tree, every animal, every bird, everything on earth under your control. But God now says, except one tree. Now, that tree, he didn't say it's not under your control. It's just not for you. Even though the whole earth is under your rulership, God, now the Bible says, God created a small place. I call that place the control room, which is the topic of our discussion tonight. God had to create a control room. The control room is what we call the Garden of Eden. Now, this service is going on so well now, so beautiful, and it will get better in the name of Jesus. Amen. Some of you don't want it to get better. It will get better whether you believe it or not. Now, the guys there can shut me down. They are there. That's where you have the control room. They can shut me down. They can make sure you don't hear me. They can put off everything and anything. Anytime God gives rulership, every rulership must of necessity have a control room. What Eden is to man, when God created man, 
is what heaven is to God. For God to rule, God must have a control room. And God gave the pattern to them when the children of Israel were journeying through the wilderness. Told them to have a tabernacle. In the tabernacle, he said, there's an outer court, there's a holy of holies. He now gave a control room. It's called the holy of holies. Control room, nobody enters. Priest enters just once a year. When man was eventually created, the only place from which he could control the earth was a garden. And the control room must of necessity, and I will explain myself later, must of necessity have at least one condition. Every control room must of necessity have one condition. What was the condition? Don't touch this tree. Period. Now, authority could either be absolute or delegated. Absolute simply means you are the owner of it. You didn't receive it from anybody. Delegated simply means somebody gave you and put you in that position. Now, for man, obviously it was delegated. Whenever your control room has a condition, it is an indication that your authority is delegated. I take that again. Whenever your control room has a condition, it is an indication that your authority is what? delegated the only person whose control room cannot will not have a condition is someone whose authority is absolute in other words the person himself is the origin and that's why you will not get to heaven and there's a condition for God and because because of that same reason it is not possible for somebody to go and usurp absolute authority you can go and steal delegated authority because by virtue of the condition there's a possibility for you to take over it but you cannot take over absolute power so satan was not trying to overthrow god he was just rebelling have i lost you the bible says stay with me still the bible says the moment you are there, this tree don't touch. The day you touch it, you die. Now, please, as at this time, who has the key of death? No. Man. <laughs> the only person that could activate death is our disobedience. I've lost you a bit. All right. So God says, um, I'm going to need one person. Man of God, please come and help me. Quiet leader. Okay. Yes, sir. Please, sir. Thank you. So, stay with me. Watch. Um, okay, because those days, they used to say, whatever you act in drama follows you. So, when I was drama leader, I was always the one that was devil because nobody wanted to be devil. <laughs> So in this case, I'll be death, okay? So God says, now before then, you never heard the word death. Death was not created by the devil, it was created by God. Now, death wasn't created by God to be a destruction, it was meant to be a deterrent. 
the reason why you will not do something. So God says to Adam, stay with me. God says to Adam, and he says, the day you eat of this tree, okay, he's taller, let him eat the tree. <laughs> okay, the day you eat of this tree, I'm death, you die. So death was created without life. Because it needed activation. It didn't have a being of itself. And the key to bring death alive was in whose hand? Man's hand. And that key is called what? God bless you, my disobedience. So I'm death. I didn't have life when I was created. Oh, the only thing that could bring me alive or the only person who could bring me alive is man. And for him to do that, he must eat of... So my destiny is connected to this tree. If he never touches this, I will never come alive. So disobedience is the power of death. Are you with me? Yes. Disobedience is the power of yes. death. Okay? Without disobedience, death doesn't have an existence. And so here it is. God now said, in this control room, from where you rule the earth and have dominion and rule over all this, there's a condition because your authority is delegated, it's not absolute. The moment... Listen carefully. The moment this instruction was broken or disobeyed, death became active. Thank you, sir. No, 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 you don't go because he's the tree. You, you are staying. Thank you, sir. You can go, sir. Because I have to kill you. <laughs> you can't kill the tree. <laughs> so you brought me alive suddenly. Don't forget I'm death. Now, here is this guy. Since that day, huh? I became relevant in his life. So God had to send, because he's now lost his position. God sent him out of the control room. Sent him out of Eden. Who stole his authority? Who stole man's authority? The devil. God bless you. The devil came subtly, stole it. Now, man, the devil stole man's authority. And while, don't forget, the control room for the earth has now been shut down. By whom? By God. He put cherubims around and he sent the man out of the garden. So from that moment... The earth's authority had been stolen by the enemy, okay? And now man himself had become like one of the other objects on earth. Because for you to rule the earth, you must rule from the control room. The moment he stepped out of Eden, that was it. But the devil who stole the authority... 
cannot go back to Eden because Eden had been closed. So the devil had to create a control room for himself. It's called the air. That's why it's called the prince of the power of the air. Ephesians 2.2. Ephesians 2.2, my brother. Are you still with me? I'm, I'm putting too many things together. I'm kind of rushing this early part so that we can... Ephesians 2, 2 you got to go faster, sir. Thank you. In which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air. Now, excuse me, who created the air? God. Don't forget, the moment you are not the creator of your control room, it simply means there's delegated authority. And that's why Satan is not sovereign. Do you understand? Yes. Satan cannot... <laughs> By the time we have done with this weekend, you'll be disappointed in the devil. And that's the truth. Do you know, he can't... God knows what Satan will do before the Satan decides on what to do. Only the Lord can do what he wants to do and no one can ask him questions. Why? His own authority is absolute. Now since the devil did not create the air and he has made his control room in the air that shows also that his authority is delegated. By who? <laughs> Don't be afraid. It's God. <laughs> How is he God? I need you to understand this weekend. How is he God? No, the one, see, God gave it to Adam. Huh? Adam lost it to Luke chapter 4. Quickly, Luke 4. Yeah, a lot of scripture. All right, God bless you. Luke 4. Can you give me verse 6 and 7? And the devil said to him, This is Satan speaking to Jesus. All this authority, and now can you imagine that English? All this singular, all plural. Okay, we'll, uh, tomorrow we'll talk about that. All this authority I will give you and their glory, for this has been, it, it was not his originally. One incorrigible Begbendus uh, called not you <laughs> called Adam is the one that lost it to him so everything you call the authority of the devil where does it come from who gave man God so it comes from God Man, God can't interfere. Do you know why God can't interfere? I mentioned at the beginning. Let us create. Let them. He's not sharing in that one. He confined himself to being owner. The rulership he gave to men. Rulership is what we lost to the devil. And without rulership, he kept on afflicting and tormenting, and what was his instrument of torment? 
death. Hebrews chapter 2. Let's run. Hebrews 2, 14, quickly. Hebrews 2, 14. Run, 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 my brother. In as much then as the children have, have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared in the same, that through death he might destroy him who had what? <laughs> that is, now I told you in the, at the beginning, what is the power of death? God bless you, sir. Disobedience. That's why Satan must remain perpetually disobedient. Because he's disobedient, the Bible now says, casting their imaginations and bringing into everything that is their own job is always to exalt. Don't think Satan will leave you alone. It's his job to make your life miserable. Do you understand? And it's his job to make sure because he has to continue to subject you to the, to the fear of death. And to do that, he must help you live in disobedience. Anyone, someone, they, hey, see, you cannot threaten someone who is not living in disobedience with death. <laughs> Mommy said to, to Jesus early, Paul said, for me to die is gain. It's folks who don't know, of the four people or five people I mentioned, I think it was only about two of them that were believers. One of them does not talk to me till tomorrow. <laughs> I'm not joking. It just, it just talks to me till tomorrow. Second one is my wife. Okay, that one is not going anywhere. <laughs> you, you are leaving who? Five kids. You are coming back. You, you finished what you started. <laughs> All right? But the other three are unbelievers. See, it is easy to raise unbelievers if by the mercy of God, God will have them return. Because where they are going, they will come any, any opportunity to. <laughs> to do this, they will, they'll be too glad to come back. No saint on their way to glory will ever, for any reason, want to return here. Not one. But the ones that are going to hell, God bringing them back are Lord, I will serve you till I die. He was already dead. I will serve you till I die. <laughs> he was already dead. <laughs> this obedience. Stay with me. I'm going somewhere. And so, the devil must, let's keep reading this scripture. And destroy him who had the power of death. That is the devil. Yes. Next one, please. Verse 15. And please, everyone read, read, read. Want to read? My brother, you can go to sleep. God bless you. Thank you. No, no, please. Let, let's read scripture so that and the Holy Ghost is happy that we're reading his book. Want to read? Guess what? The day you lose the fear of death is the day you start living. Have you tried fighting someone who wants to die? 
<laughs> you, I can bet you, you beg him and plead with him. You, if he says you want all your money, you will give him. That's why the war against terrorism is very, very funny. You are fighting folks who want to die because of uh, some virgins that don't exist. No, no, it's a, it's, a very, it's a very, very precarious war. How do you want someone who wants to die? How do you fight such a person? The Bible says, because of this same guy called death that came alive because of disobedience, control room was compromised. Satan set up another one in the air. And because it did not create the air, his authority is not absolute. It cannot be. But brethren, what Eden was to man and heaven is to God. Before Lucifer fell, Lucifer was somewhere before he had his own control room. And that's why he understands authority. He had his own Control room. His control room, I've been searching for it all this while. The Holy Spirit just enlightened my heart. His control room was not, you know, because he was ruling before now. Um, and that's another, that's another story altogether. His control room was a place called the Mount of the Lord. Ezekiel 28. Run. We'll still come back to this. Oh, let's finish this. Let's finish. Don't go there. I release those who through the fear of death were all their lives subject to bondage. Keep going. Verse 16. I told you the scripture. Bros, you're still slow. Verse 16 now. For indeed, he did not give aid to angels and he does not give aid but he does give aid to the seed of David, of Abraham. Keep going. Verse 17, that should be the last one. Therefore, in all things, he had to be made like his brethren, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God, to make propitiations for their sins. Go to the book of Ezekiel very quickly. Ezekiel 28. Ezekiel 28. Let's read verse number 14. 28, 14. Now, this is Lucifer before he fell. You were the anointed cherub. Please listen carefully. Who covers? I established you. This is God speaking. You were on the holy mountain of God. You walked back and forth in the midst of what was Lucifer's job. Lucifer's job as a cherub was his, his uh, control room was a place called the Mount of God, wherever that is. And his job was to be going to... <laughs> Do you know... What's the, what's, what's the meaning of back and forth? Back and forth is to... And fro. 
And so he's, the fact that he's going to and fro now, he's created to go to and fro from the very beginning. His job was to go back and forth. But you see, it was never to sit. An angel must never have a throne. An angel must never have a throne. You will not see in Revelation and it says, and I saw an angel on a throne. That's disaster because throne must accept worship. The moment God gives any creation a throne, thing will be worshipped. That's why God did not want Israel to have a king. I'm supposed to be your king. The moment I give somebody a throne, you worship the person. And he did. So he says here, you've been going back and forth. Now, how do I know it is this holy mountain? And that his whole job was to keep going, never to sit down. It was created to go to, fro, to, fro. Remember in Job, where are you coming from? From going to and fro. He's created to do that. Do you understand? So it's not something that came on him after he, he fell. No, no, no. That's his default design. All right? However, Satan now breached the condition for this mountain. Don't forget, this is the mountain. And what he had is a delegated authority. Okay? It must have at least one condition. What is the condition? You find it in Isaiah 14. Isaiah 14, very quickly. Let me show you. Then we bring this home and we pray. Glow, glorious God. You know that song? Beautiful King. Except 14 verse 12. I bow before your throne. 14 verse 12, very quickly. How are you falling from heaven, O Lucifer? Some of the morning. How are you caught down to the ground? Who are who weakened the nations? Keep running, my brother. For you have said in your heart, listen carefully, I will ascend to heaven. I will, suddenly he gave himself a throne. He was created not to sit, but he wanted to sit. He says, above the stars of God. Now, next one, he says, I will all do what? What was he created to do? Go to a, the moment he wanted to sit, he's trying to change his design. He had breached the condition for his control room. So God sent him out. God threw him out. Now listen carefully. So I'm going to explain now. This same guy who had the authority from the beginning, which is the devil now that stole it from man. Our control room was breached, which is the Garden of Eden. So we're kicked out. So the devil, who now took our authority, started ruling. So there is this devil before the fall of man. There is a devil after the fall of man. And there is a devil after the death and resurrection of Jesus. The devil before the fall of man was one of the creation on earth that God, man was ruling over. 
Are you listening to me tonight? My brother, come. Sorry, I'm not the one that said you should be quiet, leader. So come. My brother, come. I need a huge brother. Bros, come. So, it's just illustration, though. <laughs> All right. Now, uh, no, I need someone. I need someone. It's very, very blessed, slim sister, tiny, not too strong. Tosin, where are thou? God bless you. You can see that, my brother. The Lord be with you, my dear sister. Amen. Now, this is the devil before man fell. Stay with me. When this is, okay, this is fashion now, face mask. So I have this face mask. And he wants to take it off me. And he wants to also take it off me. Question. Now, please check our sizes before you answer, okay? If she wants to bully me and tell me, you know how we do those days in secondary school in Nigeria? You go and buy food, the senior says yes. Before I open my eye. <laughs> so can she come and tell me, put that thing in my hand before I open my eye. Can she come and tell me that? That eye will not open, no. <laughs> that, that eye will not open. <laughs> it's just an illustration. <laughs> Don't judge a book by its cover, okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> See, Terry's paribus, every other condition being held constant, it should be, just example, conditions held constant, okay? It should be able to handle me easily, but... Just for illustration. <laughs> it is laughing. Now, if he wants to collect this thing off me, does he need to beg me? Does he need to... He is strong enough to bully me and take it off me. Am I correct? When the devil came to man in the garden, did he come bullying or he came with subtlety and deception? Which is our best bet to get this off me? By bullying me or by coming with wisdom and, and you know, be sly. So how did the devil come to man in, in, in the garden? Was it this way or this way? See, everybody's pointing to you. So at the time we were talking about who was boss? That was the devil before the fall. That was the devil before. Because if he was stronger than man, it's a matter of I am here sitting outside, you are in the garden. Before I, before I open my eyes, before, before I open my eyes, if you don't get out of that garden, but it didn't come because he was dealing with someone superior to him. Do you know till today, living in disobedience affects the exercise of authority. Stay with me. Thank you so much. I appreciate you, ma'am. Thank you so much, sir. I appreciate you. 
So he took this off man, deceiving man. Then from then, he now became the ruler. So everything, and don't forget, for him to rule, he must have a control room. So I, so I said, since the one God created was closed down, he created one for himself. And that's where? In the air. Stay with me still. We're going to pray very soon. But brethren, I'm telling you, see, all you just need to do is to know. Do you know the Bible, if you go and read that Ezekiel very well, after the devil was disgraced, people were looking at him say, is this the same person that the whole nation <laughs> were afraid of? I'm telling you, if you see who the devil is, you'll be disappointed. And so, a weekend like this is the weekend of deliverance, I'm telling you. Not just deliverance. It sets you on a different pedestal as a Christian. Stay with me. And so, <laughs> the devil after the fall is not the one ruling over men. With what authority? Man's authority. The collector from us. But who gave man in the first place? So, with which authority? Who is the origin of the authority that the devil was using to afflict man? God. <laughs> And God can't tell him, stop. No. Why can't he? God bless you, man. From the beginning, we make the rule. Whoever has that authority rules. And God, God can't interfere. Do you understand? That's why there's no way an angel will leave heaven and come and wrestle with man on earth and win. <laughs> It is our territory. Do you understand what I'm saying? It is our territory. And brother, it helps you know that the promises of God are here and amen. If God is part of the... I mean, excuse me, when, when the woman, when the, they were eating the fruits, the forbidden fruit, did God see them? Why... Why did God say, don't, ah! No, he can't. If he does, we have to look for another God to serve. Then which means he's not bound by his word. But he's bound by his word. Because it is man he gave it to. And it was man that lost it to the devil. Only man can take it back. Only man can take it back. No man could take it before now. Moses can't. Abraham can't. Joshua the warrior, he can't. Nobody could, not even David. Why? Because unlike the first Adam, who was created from the mud, all of us are a birth. If all of us were created from the mud separately, eh, one of us would have been able to take him on because we will not inherit the sinful nature. But by virtue of birth, the moment he are conceived, poof, you see now. In other words, you are disobedient already before you, before you knew your name. That's the way it is.
So what God had to do now is God had to come help us. So he had to become man. See, the love that Jesus has for you. Brother, Jesus' love. Jesus' love. Do you know, one day I was meditating. The humiliation Jesus faced. Jesus is God though. God. So God now says, I'm going to help them. So he stepped into flesh. Matthew 121. And you shall call his name Jesus, for he shall deliver his people from their sin. Matthew 123. And the virgin shall be with child. She shall bring forth a son. They shall call his name Emmanuel, which has been interpreted God with us. John 1.1. 1, 1. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. Without him was nothing made that was made. In him was life. And the life was the light of men. The light shines in darkness. Darkness comprehended over it, not verse 14. And the word became flesh. Dwelt amongst us. We beheld his glory as that of the only begotten of the Father full of grace and truth. Stepped in. The one that I found very humiliating, brethren, was when Jesus came and he was to be tempted, this guy took Jesus supernaturally to a high pinnacle. You know Jesus was flesh. He was, he's a spirit being. He took Jesus supernaturally to the high pinnacle and said, if you are son of God, jump down. That's the last temptation. Jesus said, no. Because he, he will give his angel to a So I said, you don't tell the Lord your God. He left Jesus there. How would Jesus get down? <laughs> no, I mean, you should read your Bible because the Bible says, and angels came and ministered. They brought him down. <laughs> Can you, it was just cheap blow hitting God cheaply. For my sake. For my sake. If you find it easy to live in disobedience because you don't have a revelation of what Jesus did for you in the first place. For my sake. Jesus now did something. All the devil had before then. Don't forget this authority that rules the earth is called the key of death and hell <laughs> which is what man had in the first place it was man that brought death alive through the key of the key of disobedience is now called the key of death and hell and when Jesus resurrected Revelation 1 that's what he collected from the devil he said I'm the one that has the key of death and of hell but listen carefully, ladies and gentlemen. This is where I'm going. The Bible says, <laughs> I don't know about you. You will not have time for the devil anymore. I'm serious. So, because a lot, you know one of the lies that he had peddled, like he's an angel, very powerful. So he wanted to overthrow God, take over God's government. <laughs> You know, it's not possible. For what I've explained to you now, it is not possible. God is not an office. What did I say? 
God is not an office. And guess what, please? Do you know God has never fought the devil before? It's an insult. God, fight with the devil. <laughs> please, because for some of you, for some of us, it's made us to believe that, ah, you will have done damage. In fact, you will have, <laughs> have turned places as well. But it was God that came and fought me and stopped me. Nah. God, fight the devil. That's an insult. Show me one place in scripture where the Bible says, and the Lord fought. <laughs> do, you, do you even know that Satan has his existence because God wants him to? The role that the devil plays in our life is the same role that the tree of the knowledge of good and evil plays in the garden. You must have an option to exercise a will. If you have a will, you must have options. And that's all. Satan now took everything and was oppressing man after the fall. But brethren, Jesus now did something. Philippians 2 from verse 5. My God, Lord Jesus. Brethren, the gospel of Jesus. <laughs> we went on crusade somewhere. One man said he's going to... <laughs> one, one, uh, one magician or sorcerer showed up. He's the one that... The guy is crippled. Crippled. He's the, he's, he's the high priest. He has no feet. And he's the one holding everybody down in the town. I was still a student. We heard of the plight of one pastor, Assemblies of God pastor. He's been pastoring in that place for 12 years. And he has four members in his church. God did not call you to be Noah. How can you preach for 12 years? 12 years and... And four members of his wife. <laughs> they have two children. The only one person <laughs> in the name of Jesus, every area of life where you've struggled, the grace for ease will come on you tonight. The, the only the only combat they had during the Mo Festival, which is the Masquerade Festival. The guy still goes and becomes a masquerade. And is the Bible is the Sunday school teacher. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> he still goes in during masquerade festival and is the masquerade. Then after then he gets back to God. At least at least he's trying once a year. <laughs> it's not too much. So we said we are going there. The guy was frustrated. Been in the same place 12 years. So we got that first night I preached. The whole place was filled up. Everybody came. But after preaching, not one person came to give their life to Jesus. Not even a child to come and encourage me. <laughs> Second night I preached. Same thing. It was meant to be a three-day crusade. Third night I preached. Same thing. 
We're having miracles, but nobody gave their heart to Jesus. So I told them, I said, we're not going back. We're not leaving this place. Whatever is here, we're going to break it. So I told one of my protégés, we are preaching tomorrow and next tomorrow. So I gave myself, I locked myself in. So while I was praying, I saw in a vision a guy that had no leg, the same priest. I saw him. And I saw him sit on some box and the whole town, all the cities of the box there, they were in the box. And what that is, a guy that had, including the king. So I came out of prayer. So I called the pastor. I said, sir, there's a man, he's a cripple, he doesn't have legs. Ah, he mentioned his name. He said he lives in the forest. He lives alone in the forest. So I told the pastor, I said, we are going. Pastor said, um, <laughs> I told the pastor, we are, we are going there. He said, to do water. <laughs> I want to pay him a visit. We've met already. So we need to meet in person. So it was, we went with three other brethren. And we're singing, chanting, you know, evangelical warrior songs. Jesus, all sorts. In Jesus' name, every knee shall bow. The closer we're getting to the place, we were like four or five. <laughs> My choir reduced. <laughs> like two, three, four, draw, one, two, three, drop. Eventually, by the time we approached the place, it was just myself and the pastor. And the pastor, too, started giving me some distance. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm serious. Pastor started giving me some distance. I was, I was 18 or 19. Pastor started giving me some distance. So we got that the guy lives in a ramshackle. You know, those who worship the devil, he can, he, he, he will always make them miserable. He was living alone in hermit. Then he began to say all sorts. He was speaking another language I didn't understand. Well, I understood a little bit, but it wasn't very, I wasn't very fluent in it. So I told the pastor be interpreting for me. My interpreter decided that his own job was going to be from way back. Because I was now by the gate of the guy. And me and the guy were seeing each other. And the Peter was way back. I told him, come. He said, Pastor, I can, you can hear me from here. <laughs> I'm serious. I went to hold him. I was 18. I went to hold him up. I pulled him. He was, he's an elderly man. He said, come, come. You're standing here. Because this is the reason why you're not doing well. We're going to break it today. Pumped him up with scripture. Finally, he stood. Then I started telling him, the guy said all sorts, he was interpreting. He was cursing, cursing and saying, and casting spells and blah, 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 blah. They all lied. So I stood out there. When you're done, you let me know. Then I will now cast my own spell. <laughs> when you're done. By the time he was done, so I told the pastor, I said, please tell him. I'm giving him only two options. And he's going to take one. Number one, I will kill him. Number two, he will accept Jesus. Period. So the man laughed. How am I going to kill you? I said, no. I will just tell you to die. You will die. I, don't mind. I will sacrifice you to win 2,000 souls. I have no problem with that at all. You know, it is Paul that said you'll be blind for one year. I don't want you blind. You die. You now suddenly found that his gods were not responding anymore. They went on holiday. <laughs> yeah. So you, you crawl, 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 ask this God, 
that one went to buy burger. <laughs> Go to this place here. Ga, 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 ga. Ask this one. That one went to Chick-fil-A. Where are all these gods? Guess what? When the episode was over, Pastor carried him on his back. Because he picked pick the only other option. When his gods failed him, he knew something was something greater than his God had shown up. And that's the name of Jesus, not man, Jesus. But brethren, if someone did not do something about it, the guy would still be there. There's still some person in your family. There's a reason why everybody's not doing well, and you're in that family. You need help. Because you have the reason why everybody's still under. I'll show you all that tomorrow. So, brother, we, we moved the man. All the people that didn't want to come for the crusade before, when they saw we carrying their God on their back, everybody came out. It became drama. The whole town, including the chief, the young man that was preaching, preached. <laughs> the man said they should carry him forward, wants to give his heart to Jesus. When they saw the man give, go forward, give their heart to the whole town, we had to, we had to be sending help to the pastor suddenly from no from four members <laughs> to over 500 one sunday the chief priest of the god started attending believers class what am i saying ladies and gentlemen this is the, the power of god is not talk it's like you know I was in Victoria. This is your Victoria here. That's the headquarters of your witches in, in, in your Canada. <laughs> Ask Pastor Farid. I was preaching one of the nights. One of them just ran in. You gotta stop. They were trying to hold that. Let her come. Leave her. <laughs> Whatever moved out from her house. <laughs> she came from like two streets away. Something was disturbing her. <laughs> we're having church in the church. You gotta stop. Can't sleep, can't sleep. It's not because of microphone. She lives two streets away. <laughs> Fire was burning her. She can't, you gotta stop. Come, I'm gonna stop. Come, come, come. This bar is real, ladies and gentlemen. Jesus now collected the authority but guess what he needed to also set up his own control room Ephesians 1 from verse 20 which he wrote in Christ Jesus when he rose him from the dead and made him sit by the right hand of the heavenly father far above principalities and powers keep going Far above all principalities and powers, and might and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. Go to chapter 2 and verse number 6. Ephesians 2 6. Brethren, this is the beauty of it. And he has raised. I need you to read so loud. He has. Come on, I can't hear you. I need you to read very loud. Maybe, maybe your, your neighbor is not very sure. He has raised me up. I want to go. And 
made me to sit control room is no longer on earth but you see God must not give man a throne we are not seated there we are seated we are in Christ not with Christ so we are not the ones sitting who is sitting but we are seated by proxy because we are in him Whichever position it takes, we take. So, Ma, for anyone to touch you, they need to tear Jesus into pieces first of all. But if you don't know that, they will touch you. So, even though we live here, sir, our control room is not here. Satan after death and resurrection. So Jesus went, made a public show of them. <laughs> Chapter number 2, verse 15. Give me another version. Amplify, whatever. Um, no, not Ephesians. Colossians 2, 15. Can you give me the key? Just the key. You unravel me with a melody. And when he has disarmed the rulers, somebody said disarm. Now, please, do you know what that means? It simply means which other weapon is with the devil now? None. Sir, all that equates to heart, sorry, all that the devil has now. Huh? No, mouth. Mouth. That's why the Bible calls him the accuser, not the tormentor of the brethren. All he does is just hear your story. Um, Lord, hear your daughter. Your daughter Evelyn, she said, it's raining today, so today will be a terrible day. And you have said, whatever they bind on earth, you bind in heaven. Lord, you're a God of justice. Don't delay in executing your word. She has bound herself, saying today business will be bad. So God fulfills his word. <laughs> if the devil is getting you, he's using your authority against you. He has nothing to use against you. So all he does is the Bible says woe to him by whom offense come. Just create offenses here, there, here, there. Then you say things we ought not to say. We'll be taking it to another level altogether. I'm just scratching the surface. But brethren, the devil that Jesus spoke to uh, when he was being tempted, it's not the same kind of devil we're dealing with today. That one had authority. He could carry Jesus 
that nonentity, can you imagine put Jesus? <laughs> and after everything, I said, okay, since you are not going to worship me, let Jesus there. <laughs> no, you need to read your Bible. The Bible says angels went and ministered to him. They brought him down. <laughs> God, for my sake. Small wonder, Philippians chapter 2, verse 5. The Bible says, let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus. Even though he's God, he did not think it robbery to be equal with God. But he humbled himself. That is the problem. Because there's no way he will have gotten the key back without obedience. And how did he get, how did he, Bible says he learned obedience by not the things he enjoyed. Ma, can, you, can one of you people mention here what weapon Satan has? What kind of authority does he still have now? No, he has none. He has none. So all he does is now what you call Bibon, where I come from. That is, uh, what's the English for, for that? A, what do you call it now? Tail bearer, thank you, sir. A tail bearer, that's all he does now. Tail bearer, that is all. But to those who know where he is now. And guess what? Jesus is not just leaving. <laughs> Jesus didn't leave him to. He, he doesn't have. If he had legs before, he doesn't have legs anymore. He's like that crippled guy we carry on our back. Jesus left him in a state of paralysis. Do you know, sir? Every time, if you pray now, and it's time, you say, in the name of Jesus, do you know Satan must bow? If he was a human being, backache, he would have killed him long time. Because every time we mention Jesus, we must do this. For the mention of the name of Jesus, every, not some. Not some. If he was a human being, <laughs> his spine would have snapped. Like I shout now in the name of Jesus, he is bowing right now. As a, He must bow. Do you understand? It's not something like he must. <laughs> Do you understand? He must. He's not. It doesn't matter who says it, except you don't know what you are saying. I let some. Can we start to have it? Let me show. That's the best way. I will shut up. Hallelujah. You unravel me with a melody. You surround me with a song. You know the song? All the 
from my enemies till all my fears are gone. I'm no longer a slave to fear. split the sea. Now listen carefully. If all Jesus came to die for is to pay for your sin and still leave you at the mercy of the devil, he overpaid. But brethren, I think he grieves his heart that we are still living life as though he never came. The gospel of Jesus. One of my daughters, they went to a particular place in in Nigeria to they were going to conduct a prayer walk, praying for the nation. So they came across a shrine of one of the gods they worship in the community. So they branched by. This was before the prayer work. They were trying to get to the hall to go pray. They branched by and she was telling the people about the gospel of Jesus. The priests were in their full regalia. Or shoe priests. They were in their full regalia. When she was done, Four of them followed them to church. They were with them praying for one hour before the prayer work started. Brethren, this gospel that only has to do with you, your family, and nobody else cannot bring change. 
when COVID was to start, I think Canada was the last place I came. I left 24 hours before they shut your borders. I took my car, usually from midnight to about 2, 3, I'm up praying. But that I decided, well, since I live in this city, um, my neighbors must enjoy the benefits of having a child of God. I'm not saying a minister of God, I said a child of God. So I, I, I drove around, covered every major street in my city, praying in the Holy Ghost, saying, COVID, you're not taking anybody from my city. If anybody do that, they will leave this city first. Oh, you're not taking anybody. We, we had some deaths, but it was the least in the whole of Texas. What am I saying? If somebody doesn't take charge, The people that know their God. Why are you afraid? Don't be afraid. Ma, sir, don't be afraid. It was man that threatened you, not God. For who is it that says that it comes to pass? When the Lord has not commanded you, don't be afraid man said something and you are shaking in your boots you need to wake up you need revival Jesus now told his disciples this authority is not useful to me in heaven because I don't need to rule over anybody in heaven. In heaven is absolute authority. So he gave it to you and I. I give unto you power. And that power is not to make money. It's to do what? Tread upon and, and all the until you get to work on that assignment. After I got born again and I encountered the power of God, I went after one or two witches I knew were in the family. It was either you fall in or you become a casualty. But nobody in my family will go to hell. Brethren, we are enough to change this city. I remember Seychelles. I used to go to Seychelles every year. I just had the burden for the country and I felt an apostolic pull to go and do some work there. Do you know the provincial pastor of the Redeemed Christian Church of God there now is a young man that got saved in one of the programs. The last day after we've been there for months, imported Bible from here, this was my last outreach and crusade. I said, Jesus, Thank you for the souls. I need two. If it's just three or four, Lord, give me some, some folks who will be ready to walk in power. Who will take this to the gate of hell and destroy hell in this city? So the last day on a Sunday, 
I was preaching. Final service. Two boys came in from the club. Drunk. They were drunk to a stupor, Pastor. They were so drunk, the stench on them uh, was so bad. All she said, she said, I said, no, this church, bring them forward. Give them front seat. When I made the altar call, <laughs> you know the Holy Ghost, go and drink. When he wants to get you, you'll hear, you'll, you'll clear your eye. You will listen, you will hear the gospel clearly. There were the two, two of them came forward to give their heart to Jesus. Before I could pray for them, they got baptized in the Holy Ghost. These two boys, sir, changed the city. They changed their country. Police arrested them several times. They will go to preach. Places where they said, no preaching here. He said, how can you say prostitution is allowed here, but we cannot preach there? We are going to preach there. Because of them, they changed laws. They arrest them, they will release them. Arrest them, release them. Police now said, okay, we are going to give you time for preaching there. They, they adjusted everything. Minister for youth, anytime they want to do anything that has to do with youth in, in the, that country, they must call one of them. They began to have followership. What am I talking? I'm talking of the power of the Holy Ghost. It's not for bogger and shoe. No, you don't need to be a Christian to be rich. There's another principle that runs that. But brethren, I'm talking of I was in London doing a healing meeting somewhere. God did terrible things that night. One young man was there, didn't know who he was, came and said, sir, please, my boss is in a hospital on Harley Street. Can you come pray for my boss? I said, well, no, no, no. Well, you have to talk to my host. I didn't bring myself here. So if he obliges you, that's fine. So my host obliged, went there. By the time I saw his boss, well-known one of the richest men in Africa, dead. I looked at him. First thing I told myself is shame on money. I mean, but for the anointing, there's no reason me and him will have any interaction. What am I saying? Well, in the power of the Holy Ghost, we are entering a time don't let God take hold of your children and pass you by. There is a stirring and a shaking coming. It is here already. God is positioning people, putting things in different places. It's been on, but it's strategic. It should just be a sudden noise. But brethren, before then, God will let you know that you don't need any man of God to fix some of the things you're going through. Resist the devil. But the Bible didn't say it won't come. Your job is resist. If he's strong enough, why will he flee? Can you imagine? He didn't say he will, he will, he will step back. Do you know what flee means? Uh, yeah. That shows you how much of a coward we're talking about. But coward only when he's encountered by the power of God not by your own wisdom. Oh, he will finish. He will finish, man. But whenever Jesus comes into the equation, that's why he knows that if he can get you to keep disobeying Jesus, he can still use the power of death to harass you. 
the same devil that is going after some Christians, some people are hunting for him. And both of them are of the same father. Nobody is going to die untimely anymore in that family. Because huh? all you'll be doing is asking yourself for cover, Lord. Uh, uh, no, 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 no. I'll be the reason why nobody would die in my family. It is not, you can't. Guess what? If you get to a point, in Jesus' name, you'll understand it very soon. For the devil to do anything in your extended family, he will need your permission. <laughs> he will need to, before he can take anyone, he will need your permission. Well, brother, tonight, for this purpose, the Son of God was manifested. Just two prayers, we're going to pray. I don't know who has the kidney problem, but Jesus, is, Jesus heals it easily. What did I say, Jesus? Somebody say, Jesus, he is easily. Can you play something, please? The power, the power is showing forth here. Yeah. Yamro Neglatic is a party. 